It's time for the Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. It's Thursday, February 11th, 2016. We have 17 vessels on today's Columbia River ship schedule. In our marine weather forecast, we have a small craft advisory for hazardous seas and for winds um, over the next day or so. And today we'll talk about a 102-year-old shipwreck that has surfaced again in the, uh, on the beach at Rockaway Beach and, uh, on the Oregon coast. And what that says about our environment here and how it has uh, taken its toll on vessels over the years. But first, a look at our Columbia River ship schedule. We have uh, three inbounders. We have nine in the Astoria Anchorage, including two ships offshore that are hoping to come into the Anchorage. Uh, and we have five outbounders heading downriver and out to sea. Our first arrival in the river is the Empire State. She's arriving from offshore, headed for the port of Vancouver. She'll pass Astoria around 2.30 a.m. and arrive in Vancouver around 8.30 this morning. The Shandong Hai Chang is also a bulk carrier, arriving from South Korea today. She is headed for Astoria's anchorage, and she'll probably arrive there about 10 o'clock, maybe 11.30 this evening. She'll cross the bar around 10 p.m. The Maipo River is another bulk carrier arriving from Seattle. She's headed for Longview. Expect to see her running lights go by Astoria maybe around uh, a little after midnight. In the Astoria Anchorage, we have the Belle Etoile. She's headed for Vancouver's Anchorage, leaving from Astoria around 6 a.m. today. We have the Sainty Velocity and the Arethusa. They're both awaiting orders offshore to come into the river when there's room for them. Then we have um, the rest of the vessels that are in the Astoria Anchorage right now are all awaiting orders. They are the Strigla, the BTG Kailash, the BTG Iger, Navios Aldebaran, the Gloria Island, and the Yochao. And in Outbounders, we have the Jervis Bay. She's leaving Ash Grove Cement upriver at around noontime, heading downriver and out to sea. You might see her pass Astoria around maybe 6 p.m. The Euro Spirit is leaving the port of Portland. She has brand new Hondas on board. She's a car carrier, uh, obviously. She's leaving around 2 p.m., passing Astoria outbound maybe around 8 p.m. The Aerodine is leaving Longview with logs on board around 5 p.m., passing Astoria outbound maybe around 8.30 this evening. The Kypros Unity is uh, leaving Portland with weed on board at about 6 p.m., passing Astoria outbound maybe around midnight. And the Sheila Ann is leaving uh, the U.S. gypsum plant in Rainier around 10 p.m. That would put her maybe around 1.30 in the morning, passing Astoria outbound. If you're up late or up early, depending on how you look at it, you might see her running lights going by. In our marine weather forecast on the Columbia River Bar this morning, we have uh, a small craft advisory for rough uh, conditions from this afternoon through this evening. And overall, the forecast for the Columbia River Bar today in the main channel is uh, for seven to eight foot seas and then even nine foot seas this evening. They'll build to about 12 feet high during those max ebb current times. Um, we have uh, breaking waves on the bar at, the, at those times. So 6.30 a.m. and about 6.45 this evening, the Columbia River Bar will be even more dangerous than usual as it is during those ebb times. Um, let's see, in our overall marine forecast for the region, southeast winds 5 to 15 knots becoming 10 to 15 from the south, gusting to 25 late in the afternoon, so it's going to be kind of windy. Wind waves from the southeast 2 feet at 4 seconds apart, so they're going to be close together. Southwest swells 8 feet high at 11 seconds apart, and there's a secondary swell out there from the west, 4 feet at 22 seconds, shifting around to the west in the afternoon. So there's a, a lot of stuff going on out there today, so it could be a little bit messy. Rain, patchy fog this morning. Well, the Oregon coast is known for its shipwrecks, and that tendency for ships to, to um, sink here has caused the mouth of the Columbia River to be known as the graveyard of the Pacific. 
Now, what's left of another ship whose remains have been buried in the sand for over 100 years has surfaced on the coast. It's a testimony to the difficulty of navigating vessels in our unique West Coast environment. This is an article from The Oregonian, written by reporter Lori Tobias, who many of us know. Um, I'm going to read you a little bit of it. A shipwreck that has played peekaboo in the coastal sands off Rockaway Beach for more than 100 years is once again in sight. The Emily G. Reed ran aground in 1908, claiming the lives of eight crewmen. The sands eventually buried a section of the vessel, hiding it just footsteps from Rockaway's downtown. But every so often, winter storms scour the sands from the wood ribs, revealing a snapshot of history and the vestiges of one of more than 3,000 wrecks that have occurred off Oregon's coast. The ship remnants... Quote, tell us about our past and how we used our land, said Dennis Griffin, state archaeologist with the Oregon State Historic Preservation Office. We want to encourage people to be fascinated by them and go do research. But Griffin cautioned to keep in mind that it's illegal to dig at wrecks on the beach or remove anything from them. It's important to take photographs, but nothing else, he said. Leave it for the next person. And here's a little bit about the story of the Emily Reed. It was in the wee hours of Valentine's Day. 1908, when the Emily Reed ran ashore, the captain later reported that the chronometer had given faulty readings, leading him to believe he was farther from shore than he was. It was a dark and cloudy morning with little visibility and no stars for guidance. The 215-foot sailing vessel was bound for Portland from Newcastle, New South Wales, Australia, and had been at sea for 102 days when it ran aground. Weighed down with 2,100 tons of coal, the ship instantly broke apart, pitching some of the crew into the water said Jeff Smith, curator at the Columbia River Maritime Museum here in Astoria. The captain, his wife, and four crewmen clung to the poop deck, then swam ashore at low tide, Smith said. Eleven others were presumed perished. But three days later, 200 miles to the north, another vessel heard voices hailing them, Smith said. Four of the other 11 crewmen had managed to get into lifeboats and drifted north. The men suffered from exposure and dehydration, and one man died, leaving the death toll from the Emily G. Reed at eight. Well, that tells you um, a lot there in that um, that little article, and I want to talk a little bit about what it's saying about the conditions offshore. So um, my question, and I thought it might be one of those questions you might be thinking to, is why did so many ships founder here in past years? Well, um, we have spectacularly bad weather as a matter of course offshore. We also have the Columbia River, which pours huge amounts of water into the vast ocean, creating a giant plume of water that pushes out into the ocean for miles and creates turbulence there. We also have what sailors call a lee shore. The prevailing wind is almost always blowing from the sea toward the land. It tends to push vessels toward the beach. And in the days before GPS and chart plotters, a ship in bad weather or at night might get blown off course and not see the surf until the ship was caught in it, or even worse and more ominous when they heard the surf in the dark or the fog. And many ships were lost this way. These days, mariners have more tools to deal with, with the dangerous in our dangerous offshore environment. But as we see with the over 300 Coast Guard rescues that happen per year in U.S. coastal waters, the risk is still there, and it still claims lives. And another interesting point is that the currents off the coast pushed those um, survivors northward 200 miles over the course of just three days. So it shows you about the, the strong currents out in the river. We talk about the currents in the ocean, I mean in the, in the river rather, but the strong currents out in the ocean there offshore as well are a big factor as far as what happens with vessels that are out there. You've been listening to The Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. Thanks for listening. You can find a podcast of this program on my website at shipreport.net. Have a great day.